Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to my podcast. It's called Incorporation Doctrine 88. We like to discuss civil rights, social justice, and a little bit of football. Uh, please join us. Thank you so much. I'm sorry. Are you there, sir? Yes, I'm here. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I lost you for a second. Okay, so 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 I was talking with Sergeant uh, Aaron, and I was trying to file a criminal complaint, which she, you know, erroneously wouldn't take. She kept trying to divert me to uh, to internal affairs or to professional standards or to that's not my that, I'm not trying to make a complaint against an officer's conduct. I'm not trying to uh, have any complaint like that. I'm trying to make a criminal complaint because I'm the injured party. I was injured with my liberty being taken from me. I'm trying to file a criminal complaint, not an administrative one. And so I guess that's why he passed me through to you because he was he was under the impression that that I was going the wrong route, which I know I'm not. And so um, I need to make that complaint. So what is your complaint? Well, my complaint is it's, it's aggravated assault, for sure. Um, aggravated kidnapping, um, un, unlawful detention, no probable cause for warrantless arrest. I mean, those are all those are all crimes. Um, and so uh, the uh, the arrest itself is illegal, but I'm not trying to fight the, the actual arrest. I'm, I'm making a criminal complaint. What happened during the arrest? Who I I don't see where we have arrested you. Okay, so here is the uh, – I can give you the information here. Let me, let me get my glasses. So on the 16th – let me see here. On the 16th of uh, June of 2020, is evading arrest in detention with a vehicle, okay? Now, from that, from that um, stop or whatever, which is technically arrest when we had the lights on, um, on the 26th of – that same month, there was a warrant issued, okay? Now, evading arrest and detention with a vehicle, first and foremost, is, isn't that that's a secondary charge? What, what, event, what arrest was I evading? There's no, there's no record of that. And more importantly, um, I'm not in a vehicle because you and I both know that words have meaning in law, and the legal definition of a vehicle is a, is a vessel transportating goods and services. I was not engaged in any kind of commerce. It was my private car, my property. And so um, the fact that I had a warrant for that really takes me out because I wasn't aware of it. Um, but for a warrant to come out 10 days later shows that the, that the initial arrest was illegal. There was no probable cause for warrantless arrest. And so that's, that's my criminal complaint. That there is a crime. Um, so we did not arrest you, but you want to file well, charges against a police officer for... It was a it was a Plano Police Department officer, and, and, and legally I was arrested because as soon as they turn the lights on, you're under custodial arrest, okay? And so the, the, that officer charged me with evading arrest and detention with the, with the vehicle. Now, I was there for 29 minutes and 32 seconds because I have it on my cell phone. And I asked – there was no charges pending. They didn't, ask for, they didn't tell me I was charged with anything. There was nine officers that were there, nine, and none of them charged me with a crime. And so I left. So how is that evading arrest and detention with a motor vehicle? Because when he said it, I think he said it was speeding, which Texas Transportation Code 201.904 states that speeding is not illegal for a person engaged in travel, not in, not in commerce. And those, 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 those speed uh, signs are prima facie. At first glance, they're really suggestive. And so I wasn't, it was an arrestable offense. And the fact they went forward with this and had me arrested and took my liberty from me is a, is, a, is a crime. It's a federal crime. And also a state crime. It's a state constitution as well.
And that's my criminal complaint. That is a crime. Okay, and you do not want to talk to professional standards. Absolutely, absolutely not. Because that's that's administrative, not criminal. Well, from what you're describing to me, I'm not clear how an offense was committed by a Plano police officer. Okay, so it was a Plano police officer that pulled me over. Okay, and so with and so Lieutenant, without probable cause for warrantless arrest, the initial stop is a crime. Title 18 U.S. Code 242. It's a crime, okay? And in a crime, there has to be injured parties. That was me. My injury was my liberty was deprived of me from that illegal arrest. Because it says – Yes, sir, I'm listening. Your position is that state law doesn't authorize police officers to detain people for traffic code violations when mm -hmm. we all know very well that – State law does authorize police officers to. It, it, it does. State, state law or state laws or state or state statutes or ordinances. And so, even if a state law does say that, federal law says I have the right to travel free and unencumbered. And state and federal law will supersede state law only if they conflict for the supremacy clause, Article Six, Clause Two, of the United States Constitution. Can I what? Uh, Lieutenant, we hold for one second, please. Sure. One second. Thank you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like live TV? Live TV? Okay. All right. Sorry about that, Lieutenant. And so, so it, it's actually, it's an actual crime, sir. For the they had no probable cause of a crime to pull you over to begin with. Okay, because we both know that a crime has to have an injured party. Okay, if there's no injury to a person, no damage to property, or there's no felony of the police officer. There's no crime. And if there's no crime, that officer has no jurisdiction because it's law enforcement, right? And so, if there's no crime. The arrest itself was illegal. It was illegal detainment. Well, you're saying we both know that, and I don't know that. Okay. Well, here's the thing. So it's uh, it's 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 a federal law. Federal law is this. Uh, per the Fourteenth Amendment. Okay. It's the Liberty Clause. It's the Due Process Clause as well, and also the um, Life, Liberty, and 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 the uh, Life, Liberty, and Happiness Clause in the Fourteenth Amendment. And so the Fourteenth Amendment says that you have due process of law, and you also have equal protection of that law. If I was not afforded due process in that proceeding, then that is also a crime. That's Title 18, United States Code 242. This is the federal code, and the, and the state, the state, the state statute is Texas Penal Code. Hold on, get my glasses again. Texas Penal Code 39.03, or actually, and also 15.0. Not not. For example, 03, Chapter 71, and also... You're saying Penal Code 3903? What is that? I think the Texas Penal Code 39.03 is a uh, breach of duty. And so the breach of duty by somebody in the color of law is a, is a Class A misdemeanor, and that's, that's also a source of a criminal complaint. And this is importantly, sir, whenever a, a law enforcement officer... Violence to citizens' civil rights, they're immediately stripped of power, okay, and that's how they lose the qualified immunity. 
Okay? And so if they're operating outside the scope of authority, which they are authorized, they're immediately stripped of power. And they're no longer acting as Officer Johnson. They're acting as Mr. Johnson in their personal capacity. They don't have the authorization to arrest anybody or detain them. Yeah, see, what you're saying is not what I know to be true. So. Okay, and so, well, what, what, you, what you know to be true and what you practice and what actual law is, hopefully they're the same thing, but for what I'm hearing from you, they're not. And so, if, if for example, if, if I, I wish, if they would issue me a, a speeding ticket, I would have beat it six different ways. They're unconstitutional. So, a person who, a person is presumed innocent until proven guilty. We both know that, Lieutenant, okay? And so, federal law also states an innocent person cannot be punished for any reason whatsoever, all right? And so, there has to be a crime. There has to, a crime must occur in order for a person to be arrested, okay? And this charge says evading arrest in a motor vehicle, which I was not in a motor vehicle, number one, but I, was, but I wasn't evading an arrest. So when that's you said that's, it to me, excuse mm -hmm. me, I'm sorry. When, yes, you read the charge, when you read the charge to me earlier, you said it was evading arrest or detention. Right, evading arrest and detention with a vehicle. Um, it's a 38.04B2A. And you were stopped. The officer told you for speeding, mm -hmm. and you left the traffic stop before the you were done. You were under so, detention for mm -hmm. a traffic violation, and you left, right? So I was there for 29 minutes and 32 seconds, okay? 29 minutes and 36 seconds. There was nine officers there, okay? You're going to tell me in, in 30 minutes, nine officers could issue me a speeding ticket? Why isn't there a speeding ticket associated with that arrest? Because I told him speed is not illegal per Texas Transportation Code 201.904. And when I said that, that pissed him off. So he held me there for another 20 minutes. But that's actual law. Okay? And so he couldn't dispute that. So I sat there for 30 minutes. There was no crime. There's no victim. There's no complainant. So the stop itself was illegal. So he had no authority to detain me. So, so you're saying... You're saying... Texas Transportation Code 201904? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, 201.904 states this. Oh, that this the law that says that uh, departments shall erect and maintain highway signs that post the maximum lawful speed limit, you're, that's the position for, for, that makes for, me legal? Sir, 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 the maximum speed limit for persons engaged in commerce. Okay, that's how the full law reads, okay? Because just to go back to, and I'm not some sovereign citizen, I promise you I'm not. Okay, my taxes the whole nine, okay? But the Constitution says we have the right to travel free and unencumbered without interference from the government, okay? With that being said, I can read you 15 different SCOTUS decisions that say that speed is not illegal. If you're not engaged in commerce, sir, and, I, and, and I'm just telling you this, if a person's not engaged in commerce, then those speed signs are not applicable to the, to the citizen. They're just not. Because we have the right to travel free and unencumbered, and those roads are ours, and the driver's licenses are a privilege. You can't turn a right into a privilege, okay? I have the right to travel. So if I have the right to travel, sir, and I'm not putting anybody else in danger, and there is no damage to property, there is no, there is no felony in the presence of a police officer, there is no injured party, how is it a crime? That's called a so slip, right? There is no place in the transportation code, which I assume that you've studied, that says that violating the posted speed limit is a violation of the transportation code. 100%. The transportation code is for Absolutely people who are engaged people in transportation. The transportation codes are for people engaged in commerce, and that's what they call it a vehicle. 
to the vehicle. The transportation, codes, the transportation code says this entire code only applies to people who are engaged in commerce. That's what the, that's that's the only way they can be regulated. Where does it say that? Look look it over. As a matter of fact, I can, I can give you I can give you a dozen case files if you have the time. <laughs> I mean I, I I'm, I'm 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 telling you, sir, that even even if there was a Texas code or whatever, some some it doesn't it doesn't supersede the Constitution. My right to travel, okay? Because we you and I both know you sworn oath to you sworn oath to uphold the Constitution, which is actually a contract, right? Sworn oath an oath of affirmation. And so if you violate that oath, you're operating outside the scope of your authority, and you lose you immediately lose your jurisdiction and any kind of power. Yeah, and but then so, you really need to be—you really need to be mm -hmm. talking to the federal government if you think mm -hmm. that we're violating yeah. federal law, don't you? Well, sir, but federal law, okay? Federal law is state law, okay? And so, you, as a law enforcement officer, you are—you are sworn to uphold the law, and the law says the actual codified law says I have the right to travel free and unencumbered. And so it's not just a big governmental issue, because if you're going to stop me under the color of law, you're under that umbrella. You take responsibility for that umbrella. Once again, Title 18, U.S. Code 242, okay? So under the color of law, if you violate a citizen's civil rights, it is a federal crime. And if it's a federal crime, it's a state crime, it's a city crime, no matter what, because federal law is state law. You can look I don't it up. remember the Constitution saying that you have the right to drive a motor vehicle. You have, no, no, no. So here's this. Here's the. So Lieutenant Words have a meeting in law. Okay, motor vehicle is not the same thing as a car. The legal definition of a motor vehicle is a vessel used in transportation of goods and services, commerce. That's the legal definition of a vehicle. Operator is not the same thing as a driver. I'm traveling in my car. I'm not operating a motor vehicle. Words have meaning in law, okay? And so that's what's important about the people that are, don't really know the law. And they go into this courtroom and they say, oh, I was operating a motor vehicle. Well, then you're, you're there. You are there. You are um, held applicable to those standards, right, to operate a motor vehicle, which is a, a commercial which is a commercial thing, not a criminal one. And it's really going to be more technical than that, sir. A crime, any kind of crime, it's in an Article Three court, not in a commercial court here because there's no victim there. The state of Texas, he wrote the state of Texas versus me, not he himself. So the state of Texas cannot claim an injury. The state of Texas cannot be the victim. The state of Texas cannot implement, implement any kind of crime. And that there is a misapplication of law, which is also a violation of my constitutional rights, which is a federal crime under the color of law. And the reason why I'm even saying that, sir, I'm not trying to be a smart ass, really, and I respect you, and trust me, you've given me more time than others have. But I'm very well versed in this for a reason. And so for this exact reason, I'm associated with a, a certain civil rights organization for the last 30 years. And so I know for a fact that arrest is illegal. And, if the, and let's just say, for, you know, for, for, for argument's sake, why, why was it taking 10 days to get a warrant for that arrest? Because it says here clearly evading arrest or detention, right? Why was, right. Not, a warrant associated, why was not a warrant associated with that? Because there was no probable cause for a warrantless arrest. You can't arrest somebody and then get a warrant. That's a, that's a due process violation. Well, they didn't. You fled from a traffic stop, and they got a I warrant did. for you. Okay, so traffic. So once again, so once again, Lieutenant, I didn't flee from a traffic stop, okay? I was there for 30 minutes, okay? And I think the, the, the law is 19 minutes and 30, 59 seconds is reasonable, okay? And so um, I have a case right here somewhere. 
So in 30 minutes, you're going to tell me that nine police officers could issue me a speeding ticket? Was there some issue with trying to identify who you were or something like that? They have, he had, yeah, he had my license plate. I said, run my plate. And Texas Penal Code 38.02 says I don't have to identify myself. It's not, it's not under arrest. I'm not obligated to participate in your investigation. I was in my car. Where are my plates? I don't have to identify myself. That's, that, that's federal law and Texas law, actually. Texas Penal Code 38.02. And so that's, that's another thing. The fact that I even stopped, right, and they were there without probable cause, who's the victim? Who's the complainant? Where's the injured party? Where's the damage to property? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. You're just mm -hmm. not, you're not articulating an offense based on the law of how I know that it's applied. Okay, here you we understand? are. You ready? Here, yeah, so here we are. You ready? So when a law enforcement officer operates outside the scope of authority, which he's authorized under the color of law, you have a violation of Title 18 U.S. Code 242, okay? It's a federal crime per 18 U.S. Code 242 that law enforcement official is immediately stripped of his powers as a law enforcement official. So he no longer has the authority because he swore an oath to uphold the Constitution. When he breaks that oath, loses, not only does he lose his qualified immunity, he loses the authority to detain me. He is no longer Officer Johnson. He's now Mr. Johnson. And when he put his hands on me, that's the assault. That's the complete articulation of the law. Well, that's the crime. Did a Plano police officer put their hands on you? He pulled me over. He said I was arrested. He, he accused me of evading arrest. Okay. After you fled, after you fled from the lawful detention. Oh, it was a, what was what made the decision lawful, Lieutenant? Explain that to me. Uh, transportation code gives the department. The law gives peace officers the, the authority law? to stop and detain. Yes. Mm -hmm. The law says that, or it's, or a statute says that. Okay. So the law says you have the right to 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 stop and detain somebody who you have reasonable, articulable suspicion they committed a crime. A crime is injury the person damage the property, or a felony present police officer, period. That's a crime. If no crime was afoot, then how the heck did they have reason to stop me? Like I said, I mean, you're, I, I hear what you're saying. It's sure, just wrong. Well. If you, okay, so, Lieutenant, I will, I, will, I will say this respectfully. If you can quote me a law or a federal statute that debunks what I'm saying, I'm more than happy to hear it because I've beaten several cases the exact same way. And I removed from state court to federal court and I win. Okay, because it's a violation of federal law. It's a violation of civil rights. And so here's my, here's my thing. And in Plano, you guys have a really good record. I appreciate that. But the misapplication of authority is a crime, Lieutenant. It is a crime. When you violate somebody's civil rights, it is a crime, sir. And if you take somebody's liberty from them, you better damn well make sure you have reason to do it. And I guarantee you, speeding is not one of them. I guarantee you it's not. Because there's no victim, right? Corpus electi, you know, mens rea, habeas corpus, corpus electi, mens rea, right? Those four must be applied. Those four must be applicable for a crime to occur. You tell me how that's applicable in a traffic stop. Those are, those are, those are ordinance and those are, um, those are, those are actually commercial um, issues and not criminal ones, sir. And, and I'll tell you this. Plaintiff, defendant, warrant, um, uh, uh, those are all commercial terms, not criminal ones. 
because I've been in a criminal situation before, and it's me versus you, right? Charles Stark is complaining that John Smith injured him in some way, okay, or deprived him of his, of his rights in some way, not the state of Texas versus Charles Stark. I get that. That's a, that's a commercial issue. And that for a commercialist to occur, to have subject matter jurisdiction, there has to be a contract. And so the, the, the contract has to be made with clean hands. And that's how you beat a traffic ticket, because that traffic ticket is not made clean hands. It's under, under duress, threat, or coercion. Okay? And, and, I'm, and I'm telling you, sir, this is, this, is, this is clearly established and applied law. And so what's happening is people are getting in trouble, are paying, they're being forced into involuntary servitude for infractions and not crimes. Well, the traffic so, okay, so traffic, so, so the legal definition of traffic is, traffic is the transportation of goods and services in commerce. Traffic. I mean, words have meaning in law, Lieutenant, and you know this. Words have meaning in law, okay? Traffic, driver, operator, vehicle, right? Those are all commercial terms, and that's how they're regulated, and that's how you can, that's how you can, um, you can go with those. But travel, okay, let me, tell you, let me ask you this question, Lieutenant. How can I go from, let's say, hop on an airplane from Texas to Minnesota without a driver's license? Right? The pilot needs one because he's engaged in commerce, but I don't because I have the right to travel free and unencumbered. And no state shall deny its citizen any of its rights for the 14th Amendment. Okay? And so the, the Constitution, especially the Bill of Rights, <laughs> came all the land. The Bill of Rights is there for a reason, sir. Okay? And so as a, as a law enforcement officer, you swore an oath by oath or affirmation to uphold that Constitution, to uphold and defend it. And when you do not, it's a breach of contract and you are immediately to power as well. It's not only as a federal law, but it's also a contract as well. Because you're a fiduciary. You're a benefactor of a public trust. Because I go to the store and buy a candy bar, the taxes go into a trust fund. And this trust fund is dispersed to pay public service. And public service, why I hate saying this way, that's why you work for me, okay? And so a fiduciary must work to the benefactor, the benefit of the, of the trust fund. The trust fund is the taxes. The taxes is me. And that sounds like this, that sovereign citizen crap, and I promise you I'm not that guy. But that's the pure application of law, Lieutenant, I promise you. And if this is not just me talking, talking outside of my head or trying to be Mr. Know-it-all, this is actually applied. I, I mean, I've done it myself. <laughs> Sat in Dean County for 14 months on some BS because I went to the plea bargain. And so here's another thing. I would just say this, sir. Um, a pretrial detainee is cloaked under the same, um, same blanket as somebody who's pulled over or somebody who's, a, who's, a, who's, a, who's a accused, okay? You have the right. You are innocent until proven guilty. You tell me how you could punish an innocent person, Lieutenant. And so that's when, it, that's when it comes to bonds, and that's a whole other subject. But I want to ask you as an officer of the law, how do you punish an innocent person? And I promise you, if you give somebody a ticket or you arrest them, that's punishment. Well, I, you know, I just can't. Like I, I understand, said, I understand I, I, what you're saying, but I can't yes, track based on the application and use, I don't understand mm -hmm. if this is all wrong, mm -hmm. how the federal government and all the courts mm -hmm. are letting this go on, you know? Well because, well, because the, federal, the, federal, the feds can't step in. The feds cannot step in unless there's a complaint. And so the federal, the federal courts only have jurisdiction if there's, for a citizen, an individual, if there's a uh, constitutional violation and it happens in the color of law. That's the only way the federal government can step in. That's, and that's when they used uh, Title 42, S. Code 19, cases, okay? That's the only time the feds can step in. But without a complaint, they can't act on their own. 
They can't arbitrarily act on their own. That's why a law enforcement officer, for the most, can't be the complainant, and which makes that that sloppy legal as well. Who's the complainant? But you Who's understand the, that you're not the first person to make these arguments, right? Oh my God, yes. And so here's the difference. So 95, nobody. Ninety-five percent of people don't fight, but five percent of us do, and we win every single time. But you don't think anybody has ever filed a complaint with the federal government based on um, these arguments? Yes, they have, and they and they won. And so it's called a notice of removal, okay, sir. It's Title Twenty Eight, United States Code fourteen forty six, okay. And so one of the clinical applications of it is that for if you're not getting fair treatment in state court, you move it to federal court. You get the protection of the feds, right? And so I promise you, Lieutenant, that <laughs> and if this can, I'll, I'll, I'll move this case to federal court number one, and it'll be defeated because there's no victim. And so. Even for the DA's office, so that's new to you, but on the DA's side, there has to be proof of injury in fact in order for to continue, okay? And the district attorney is acting as the witness and the complainant, which is the easy way to beat that as well. And so if you put a final motion for proof of injury in fact, that beats the case right there and there. Or if you, if you challenge the court to have subject matter jurisdiction, right? Subject matter jurisdiction. If they're, if they're threatening you with jail time, there has to be a crime, right? That's, that's an Article Three court, not a commercial court. And commercial courts have limited jurisdiction. And I promise you, I have Judge Shipman in, try, in, in federal court right now for that very reason and didn't count. And so I'm just, I'm just saying this because, you know, we're educating each other. And so, and I'm here to build bridges, not to burn them, I promise you. And so what I appreciate about what you're doing is we're actually having a dialogue. And so that's what I believe, I honestly believe, Lieutenant, that most police officers are just like yourself. At the very least, you're hearing me. Right? We're not arguing. We're not, you're not being a tyrant. You're hearing me, okay? And you're sure. thinking about it, and you're thinking about it. And, that's and I'm looking why, stuff up. Yes, sir. And I'll, I'll, I'll write them down. And, and I have a YouTube channel. You can look at it, sir. And so that's my whole point. What you and I are doing right now, sir, is the, my life's mission. It's because what the news portrays is not actual reality. You and I know that, okay? It's not what's going on. That kid that unfortunately got killed in Denton County for that police officer in Plano, that, you know, arrest, or that Allen police officer arrested him, that's not how most law enforcement officers act. Or that black kid that was walking home and those Plano cops arrested him, that's not how most law enforcement officers act, sir. And those are the ones that are getting attention, and I, wanna, I, I make a concerted effort to, to do the exact opposite, and that's why you're not having a dialogue now. Because it's important, you being a black man and have a voice in the community, that you and I are conversing right now like human beings. You, you, sir, you have ultimate respect. You would take a bullet for me, and you don't even know me, okay? Who's going to do that? You know, who, people talk all this crap, Lieutenant, but when it comes down to it, are you really serious, or are you just talking crap? Are you Monday morning quarterback, or are you out, actually out there playing? You're out there playing, sir. You and I are conversing. I'm out there playing, Lieutenant. I sat in jail for 14 months, so I went to the plea bar, okay? This is reality, and this is what is necessary, what needs to be needs to be personified and out, and out there because this is what most law enforcement encounters are. Not this stuff, even on my channel. I, I try not to promote the, the body camera crap. I, I, tr I really try not to because that's not what I believe in. I believe that you and I, are, what we're doing right now is actually my cousin, 26 years with Dallas Sheriff's Department. Okay, internal affairs the whole night. Oh, wow. he's, my, he's like most police officers, I believe. I have, my neighbor was a cop. I prayed for him every night. I set my alarm at 3 a.m. to make sure I woke up to make sure that he came home safe. Numerous friends and police officers from El Paso and here as well. And so that's what is important, not these, you know, these nefarious actions that are 
legally, Lieutenant, I promise you, these are constitutional violations and they're easily defeatable, especially a traffic ticket. You know, a traffic ticket has a, 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 um, a court date on it. That's a separation of powers act. That's an executive officer doing a judicial function, okay? There's a fine associated with it. That's a due process violation. You're saying I'm guilty already, okay? That's just two ways to beat it. So speeding, I mean, there's just numerous ways to beat it. And I don't make that public a whole bunch for the very reason that I would rather talk to you about it, and maybe you can take it or leave it, but maybe you can have a conversation with your captain and your chief and your sergeant and the people that you train, lieutenant, because you're setting the standard for the next guys that are coming up. And so just maybe you just pull the guy aside and just have a conversation with him, you know? Have, have, these people are human, we're human beings, and you're a human being, and you're putting your life on the line for me, and you and I never met. That has to be emphasized. It has to be. And so that's important as well. And so these laws I'm telling you are, are codified. They are actual applicable laws. And that's why I'm quoting these laws specifically. Um, like I said, I'm not trying to be a smart ass. I know it all. And I'm a felon, for God's sakes. But I happen to, I had to know the law. I learned the law. So my sons will have to go through what I went through. Or your sons don't. If they become police officers, don't have that frown when they walk by. They should walk by with that badge with pride, right? Instead of somebody right. frowning at them, instead of somebody frowning at them, that's not, that's not fair, and, that, and Lieutenant, that's not reality. Call me a bleeding heart. I don't care. That's not reality. Reality is what you and I are doing. Reality is actually what Sergeant Aaron, for a minute, what him and I were doing. We were conversing. And so his training and his, what, he, what he knows is what he knows and what he believes in, right? And you as well, Lieutenant. But if you get down to the nitty-gritty, sir, if you look at the laws I quoted you, I guarantee you they're applicable. And so um, do you want to cause mass hysteria? Heck no. So – you know, just bit by bit by bit. But unfortunately, people in my community and people who are lower socioeconomic backgrounds are the people who are getting, quote, unquote, victimized by these, sitting in jail on a bond they can't pay for no crime. And, and, and federal law says a pretrial detainee cannot be, cannot be punished for any reason. Okay, they're protected by the 14th Amendment, not the 8th, but the 14th. How do you punish an innocent man? You can't. And so it's, it's, it's very important that this, is, this gets out there. I mean, really, because um, not, it puts you in more danger, Lieutenant. It puts your officers in more danger. It puts me in more danger just because of the tension, the automatic tension, which is not necessary. Because I guarantee you, if you and I are on the street, we'd have a cup of coffee and ice cream and, and talk this out like human beings, like grown men do. Not this whole, I'm in your face. No, nah, that, that's not how things get solved. <laughs> you know, that's going back to, to actual nothing being solved. And I'm, about, I'm, I'm all about trying to make change not make confidence. I really am. And so, um, like I said, it's important that the dialogues we're having. And so just the revenue generation, that's the pressure that's put on police departments, and I don't know if you are or not, but quotas and, and things like that, that's revenue generation, Lieutenant, and that's not, that's, that's not law, you know? I think nine out of ten police encounters are due to traffic violations, not something that you're actually saving somebody's life, which you would do without question, right? We don't have any quotas in at the Plano Police Department. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you do not. I, I can guarantee you that. I'm glad. I'm glad. And so that keeps, your, yeah, keeps you pure and, and what you're doing. And so um, the, the fact that that police officer, that officer pulled me over because he was pissed, right? And then he kept me there for 30 minutes because he was mad. His ego got in the way because I was talking about actual law. And he had no reason. To, he knew he had no reason to arrest me. And there, like I said, there's nine of them there. And there, I asked him, am I under arrest? Am I under arrest? Am I under arrest? Am I under arrest? Asked him 14 times. 
nothing would answer me because they didn't have a reason to arrest me. They asked me for my identification. I said, you have my, you're on my plates, man. But I don't have to participate in your investigation. I have the Fifth Amendment. I have Texas Penal Code 38.02, Texas Statute Code 201904. I'm giving them actual laws. Look it up. I'll sit here. After 30 minutes, come on, man. Really? Was I there because there was, was I a threat? Absolutely not. <laughs> was, there reason to, was there reason to have that rest when they put the cherries on? No. It was their pride, their ego that got in the way. You don't tell me what to do. Well, come on, man. I'm not cursing at you. I'm being courteous. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to see my girlfriend. I want to go home. You know? Right. Does, that have, does, that, does, that, does that travel necessitate, necessitate nine cops following me and putting me in danger, armed men, and they're pissed anyway? And, and you know what? To those cops, they don't know what's going on. They're just following this guy's lead, right? Nine police officers. Come on, man. <laughs> and then when I asked them what law did I break, they couldn't answer me. If they can't articulate that, I think that's Sanchez v. Collins. If they can't articulate what crime happened, Seriously, like you can't just approach somebody because you're mad or because you want to. There has to be a crime or a suspicion of a crime at least, and you have to articulate it. You know, and so I'll say this, Lieutenant. I, I really respect and appreciate this conversation, first and foremost. And secondly, I, I implore you to look up those laws, and you have my phone number. I, I'd be great if we keep it open dialogue. <laughs> I mean, just because, just because, because I think it's necessary. And so the perception is not reality. I really believe 99.9% .9 of police officers are exactly like you are. Men who do their job with integrity, who believe what they're doing, and they go home to their wife and their kids, right? You do what's right. And so I really honestly believe in my heart that's what most police officers are. And so that's what I'm trying to personify. Well, I appreciate you talking. This has definitely been an interesting conversation. Absolutely. And if you ever, if you ever get a chance, just, just I'm just, I'm just, my, my, did some things in my past I'm not proud of, but I have a record, and I and I went to prison, and you'll never hear me complain about that, Lieutenant, because I put myself there. I'm a grown man. I made my bed. I lay in it, right? You'll never hear me complain about that. But I corrected my behavior since then, and I have not done anything illegal because I promised my children I wouldn't go back. And 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 so that officer does not have the right to take that from me and me and take that police arrest and have it on my record, sir. He does not. That corrected my behavior. I don't, I, I obey the law now. And so that's, 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 it's important to me. You know, I look at my children in the eye and tell them I, when I visit me in prison, I wouldn't go back. And I didn't. And I got FI1. When I was talking to the parole officer, she said, Mr. Stark, ask you a question. I'm like, sure. She goes, since the day you got arrested, she goes, you have not gotten a written warning, a verbal warning. You haven't gotten any trouble at all, at all. She goes, what are you doing here? I said, do you want the honest truth, ma'am? She goes, yes. I said, I got divorced. I went on a drug binge, I lost it, and I got caught. That's the honest oh. truth. And, you, and, Lieutenant, you're the fourth person I've ever told that to. That's the honest truth. She goes, you know what? I've been doing this 26 years, and I know a criminal, and I know a person who's not a criminal. She goes, that's all you know. And I got FI1, and I was out, and I went to parole, no issues. I hadn't even gotten a speeding ticket in three years. I moved to Denton, to Little Elm, Denton County. Got arrested nine times in four months over some BS, and that's a whole other story. That changed my journey. My background is, is fine dining service. I worked at Del Crisco's, you know. But that arrest, they arrested my home for not showing my ID. That changed, that changed my whole projection of my life. And that's how I know that officer did not have the right to pull me over and definitely does not have the right to have me arrested, sir. And so you can Google my name or you can just Incorporation Doctrine 88 is my YouTube channel. What was that? Goes, what was your YouTube it, channel? It's called Incorporation 
Doctrine 88. And it's after, it's after, I named it after the Selective Incorporation Doctrine. And the Selective Incorporation Doctrine is what gives the Bill of Rights, makes it applicable to individuals. The Selective Incorporation Doctrine. So that's why I my channel after that. I'll have to check it out. Please do. Please do. And so, um, and, and I wish you well. I'm praying for you and your family, Lieutenant. I really, like I said, I really appreciate the conversation. Um, if you're looking at that or not, I don't know, but I, I, I promise you that that's the misapplication of the law, what that officer did to me that day. He doesn't have the right to do that to me. He just doesn't. And if you to come off $3,000 and be incarcerated again for something I, that's not a crime, it's, un, it's unacceptable. So I've, I've been, I've, I committed a crime. I did my time. I did not commit a crime, and I got time anyway. That's unacceptable to me. And, and, I, and I'll leave it at that. All right, sir. Okay, Lieutenant, it was a great conversation. You have a blessed evening, okay? You too. Take care. Okay, you too. Thank you. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I want to welcome to my podcast. It's called Incorporation Doctrine 88. We like to discuss civil rights, social justice, and a little bit of football. Uh, please join us. Thank you so much.